Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Promise, and you're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Mommy, can you open us up in prayer? Yes, I sure can. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We just bless your holy name and we we call you good. We call you faithful and we declare your mercy endures forever because you are exactly who you said you are. Lord, we ask you to just minister your word to us and be an ever present help with your people Lord God. Give them a keen and acute awareness of how close you are to them and how much you love them and how much you've done for them and give them peace and comfort reignite and restir up their joy lord and reshed your love abroad in their hearts god we thank you for your peace and your presence in jesus wonderful name and mighty name amen amen good morning everybody welcome to our morning bible study as we continue in romans and guess what we're officially on chapter six Yay! and <laughs> As you know, we've already kind of discussed this, but we'll repeat it. Chapter 6 is the identifying with Christ chapter. Um, all of the entire word is profitable, mm-hmm. right? And inspired by God. Amen. And the living, breathing, breathed out, infallible word of God. Exactly. And it is also written so that we can learn and grow and know and understand more deeply, the things of God, his thoughts, his ways. And um, this chapter is, is definitely a good beginning if you have, if you are just joining us, you're at a good place. Of course, there are tons of other um, episodes that you can go listen to, and, and I recommend that you, you do that as well. But don't worry, if you're beginning with us this morning, it's a good time and a good place to do so. So, we're going to learn about identifying with Christ. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. So with that, can I get someone to read from chapter 6, the first 10 verses, please? I will. All right, Layla. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also should be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin." For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
Amen. So, as is our custom, I want to open the floor up for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you. And of course, to ask any questions that you have. All right. We're all learning. We're all growing together. And that's part of why this Bible morning Bible study is here and set up. All right. So we can all learn and grow together. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. I like verse 5 where it says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. <clears throat> I just like the fact that Paul was saying that there's one standard. You can't try to take one part of it that you like and that you want to keep, but try to disregard the other ones. And you can also see here that Paul is saying that once you have accepted Jesus as your Lord, you can't go back to your previous lifestyle. You can, but you will no longer be dead in, to sin. You'll renew yourself in that form. And so Paul is saying that when you become dead to sin, you can't just leave yourself where you are and expect to just coast on and get by. But he's saying that you have to become like Jesus inside likeness that he was holy and cleansed. Meaning that we had to continue to strive for Though we may not be instantly holy as soon as we repent to the Lord, we're constantly making the effort to cleanse ourselves. It's like when you get in the shower. You're not instantly, as soon as you turn on the water, you're not instantly cleaned. But you're, after you do the process, then you become clean. The same is true here. There's a process that you must go through. It's not just a one-way trick and you do it and you're instantly done. Hmm. Okay. Amen. Thank you, sir. Yes. Anyone else? No, you gonna go? Go ahead, promise. Okay. So first Lord was texting me about verse nine that says where it says, Knowing that Christ having been risen from the dead dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. The Lord's talking to me about how that's important for a Christian to remember that and how the Lord doesn't have to keep getting on the cross and being crucified over and over again. Mm-hmm. To atone for people's sin and that he doesn't have to die for every individual person inside of the earth. He died once for all. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. One time for everybody. That were pre and post his time on the earth and on the cross. Yes. And also the Lord is talking to me about it's important for a Christian to understand that because knowing, knowing that the... Death has no longer can claim the Lord. It cements your foundations. You can say, okay, since the Lord is my God, Satan can't come over and knock me away. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even try to pry me out of his grasp. That's, that's right. That's right. Um... That, that goes with verse 5, right? Yes. And if we are joined with him in this portion, then we're also joined with him in the whole thing, in the whole portion. And no one can take that away from us. Absolutely. Nope, Dean, do you have something? Well, I was just going to say something to the boys. So uh, both of you are kind of like jumping around the same kind of thing. And so <clears throat> I would say like, what is the evidence that that's happened, right? If you're dead, what is the evidence of that? 
So if, if, if I took your favorite meal, uh, or say, if I took someone's favorite meal who was dead and I took it to the grave site and I set it on top of their grave, would they eat it? No. Why not? Because they're no longer inside the earth. Yeah, well, they're, yes. And, and they even no longer have an appetite for it. Because? They're somewhere else. Go ahead, Charles. You're right. Uh, Just walk it all the way through. They have no physical body. They have no appetite. Dead people don't eat. So the evidence should be for us that if we were crucified with Christ, what should be lacking in our appetite? The light to do sin. Yeah. Wow. Can you say that again a little bit louder into the microphone this time? The light to do (laughs) sin. Mm-hmm. Amen. And of course, if we we'd love for it to be perfected instantly, and it's done. That would be easy. That's that would be great. Not the norm for most. I mean, there are certainly people that are um, set free from addiction, uh, yeah. uh, delivered it through healing, mm-hmm. all of that. But the 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 the, um, the buffeting of the flesh against the sin is something that most Christians continue to live with. However. The appetite continues to diminish mm-hmm. as we progress and become more mature. Mm-hmm. So, although we don't like it, we accept it as long as we have signs of growth that our, or I say growth, but <laughs> you know that our appetite is dwindling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That instead our appetite is increasing for the things of God. That that's what we long after. We hunger and thirst for Him, and what is pleasing to Him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anyone else? There's, there's a lot in here. Mm-hmm. Is there something you want to say, Layla? No, I just wanted to hear what Dad and you had to say, Mr. Dean. Oh, okay. No. Well, do you have a question? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I love, I'm in love. I love this chapter. I love the word. I love everything that proceeds before this chapter and everything that is that follows this chapter. <laughs> I love the word in its in its entirety. Um, but this chapter is key because it's about again, as as we pointed out, identifying with Christ. Right? Christ was blameless. He was mm-hmm. the sacrificial lamb, right, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Now, yes, we or man, born in sinful flesh, right? Yes. However, what are we identifying with? And that's kind of the, I'll say the, the key, and while not asked in so many words, right? That's what Paul is getting at initially, right? He's just talking about we are in at the end of chapter 5. The righteousness... Uh, the grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So then who is our Lord, right? Because then he, he begins chapter 6. Shall we continue to sin, in sin that grace may abound? So in other words... Certainly not, or heaven forbid, depending on your translation. He's saying, so he was asking, so should you just go ahead and keep sinning and to help God out, if you will? There's some people that maintain that logic. Well, I might as well do bad, so then that way good will come. And you're like, uh, no. no. Or they say, well, without evil, there's no good. 
Eh. No. Wrong answer. But he's addressing that mentality. God doesn't mm-hmm. need you to sin in order for his grace to be needed or shown. He does not require your sin. So no need. No need, no need for it. No, he does not need it. In fact, he only made a way to wipe out sin. If you receive it, if you have the faith to accept it and to receive that, that grace that he's given, right? Then Paul says, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it, right? So if we are saying we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, how then or why do we continue in sin? Who is truly our God? Our flesh, the things that we desire, the, right, as the Apostle John states it, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. So self, self-interest, which clearly is then of people that pursue that, their father, the devil. Or is it pursuing a life of righteousness, which is shown in our pattern example, which is Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. Right, and it's also what the Lord commanded us: "Be holy, for I am holy." Right? Yes. Okay. And then he starts outlining Paul. That is in in this chapter and what we've read so far: ways that we identify with Christ. Right. Yes. So, so the first thing is: is who's our God? Is it God? Or is it our flesh and the desires of the flesh, right? Are we going to be pleasing to our Lord and Savior, which as we've covered, right? Be obedient to what he commands, what he's telling us, both in his voice and in his written word, right? Or are we going to go after our flesh, our selfish? desires which one is more important to us the pattern example set forth in christ was to be pleasing to the father his desire his delight his driving force was to be pleasing to the father just to walk in complete obedience and then he so the first thing he goes into is the baptism of christ right yes yes Right. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? And this is important, uh, the baptism piece there, right? Because um, I just lost my place. One second here. Uh Oh. Baptism, at its core, signifies death and burial. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes? That is what it is symbolic of. And then, of course, whether it's water baptism, whatever, but at its core, baptism, that's what it signifies. And then, of course, coming out signifies the resurrection. Right? But it's also a key, and it's something that Jesus said himself when they're asked about a fruitful grain of wheat, right? In John 12, 
he predicts that Jesus predicting and illustrating his, his death, right? And you all see that in Matthew 27, 45. He says, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. It's in Matthew 12, starting in verse 23 and 24, right? It says, he then says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, then it produces much grain, right? Well, Charles, you brought up the, the process, right? Even the basic thing like shower. It's not just that you jumped in the bathtub or the shower that no. makes you clean. If it has no water, it doesn't help. But it's, it's more than just the water. You also need soap. You need friction, right? You have yes. to apply the soap to your physical body. To your body. You can have it yes. in the shower all day long, but not use it, and Ex- nothing's changed. Exactly. There are, there are certain things that must happen to actually be clean. And this is the same way, right? But also, like, as we've talked a lot about what the Lord says, and there's hidden or deeper meaning within that, right? And as I read just that scripture, the, the part where it says, it remains alone, to me, stands out immensely. Right? Because what was... Jesus' priestly prayer in John 17. What did he say in there? And or in John 14 and 15. In all of them, he's talking about the Lord, the Father, making, he and the Father, making his dwelling place amongst men. You abide in me and I will abide in you. That's a very big difference than being alone. Right? Yes. Especially John, as in, really in John 15, right? Uh, verse 4. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Right? If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. So in what he's saying is, let's look at the pattern example in Christ. Christ was dead to self, but alive in the Father. The Father dwelt with him. The Holy Spirit ministered and spoke to him, and that's who told Jesus during his earthly ministry what to say and what to do. Holy Spirit got that through instructions from the Father. He took from the Father and disclosed it to Jesus. Again, a pattern example, which is for each of us, right? But because Jesus was dead to self, and and he even said that in the garden, not my will but your will be done. That's clearly the, the epitome of dead to self. Mm-hmm. I will endure this. And, and Paul puts that very eloquently in Philippians, right? Philippians 4, mm-hmm. or is it 2? Um, where he says, he was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, mm-hmm. which is amazing. But again, it's our pattern example. It's how we should also be living, identifying with Christ, 
And that happened because he was dead to self. First and foremost. But he was dead to self because he wanted to be pleasing and glorify the Father. And then we saw how that manifested itself, right? And, yes. and you guys brought up verse 5, and I love that. But there's this key element there that was kind of glossed over, right? And it's almost at the beginning. It says, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, right? United together is key. So it shows that we're not just associated. Right? It goes right back to what he was saying in John 15, right? You'll abide yes. in me, and I and my Father will abide in you. Right? Yes. But then it says, we shall certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. How was he in the likeness of his resurrection? Glorified glorified and has all the power and the keys of death and the grave and everything everything had been given to him mm -hmm. by the father didn't he say the same thing about us yes yes he did so we can move and walk in that power if we are united together with him mm -hmm. and that's how it begins and then as we get into verses 6 through 10, it's about death to the old man, or our old self, right? And we were talking about it. We started off, so, so first was baptism into Christ, right? Yes. Which is identifying, or the whole chapter is about identifying Christ. To identify with him in his burial and resurrection, right? His baptism, Okay. Yes. There's, there's John's baptism and there's Christ's baptism. And there are two components there, right? One is mm -hmm. symbolic, right, with water. But John the Baptist also said, so I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. yes. Which is what Jesus said, hey, I have to go so I can send the Holy Spirit who will tell you what to say and what, or just Right, so literally lays out, Christ literally gives you the game plan. This is how you move and flow and operate. This is how you, you conduct your life in accordance with the Father and how it was intended from the beginning because he will give you the Father's ways and his thoughts and what to say. Not of your own initiative, but only as the Father says, right? Yes. Okay. That's the, the job and role of the Holy Spirit. But then it's also, all right, like I said, verse 6 through 10, recognizing that our old man was crucified, the way we used to live, essentially worshiping the devil, right? Mm -hmm. When we were yes. in sin. That's ultimately who we were worshiping, whether you actively worshiped him, if you will, or not. But recognizing, hey, no, the old man is dead. I'm alive in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm free from the law of sin and death. Christ has made me free, and he's wiped all that out through his blood, through his redeeming work on the cross, 
being the propitiation or the covering for our sin and our weakness. Nothing that we could ever do of ourselves, but only Christ at work and us receiving what he's done by faith or the grace that he's poured out through faith. That's a lot. Is, is everybody tracking still? Yes. yes. Anybody else have anything they want to share or any comments they want to make? I want to kind of comment, question. I don't know, just uh, as you're describing it the way that you're doing it, it, it makes me think. So if my identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. it is. Um, it, it, this just seems to me to amplify. So if I identify with him, then I identify where he is too. Amen. So where is he? He's at the right hand of the Father. He is at the right hand of the Father. And we're, Scripture shows that we're seated at the right hand with him. Amen. Seated in spiritual places with Christ. Yes. Right. So we're, we, we, me, I'll say me, me, mm-hmm. seems to spend more time um, in this flesh suit that's carnal and not with him, and it was something that I identified with him in the action that he did, but have not fully shed it off yet. And so thinking about that, you know, ha, ha, what would it be like to really live, live every moment, every day in the spiritual, right? Because if I'm identified with Christ, right, mm-hmm. I, I dead, the flesh is dead. I mean, it's still, it's still physically alive right now, but in the spiritual realm, it's dead. Yes. So what does it look like? So I don't, well, it's not a question what it looks like. It's a question of, so then if I continue to identify with him because I'm dead, mm-hmm. then I have to identify with him in spirit, Amen. right? Which is what's yes. the next progression of what we've gone through here, right? Yes. Right? So how does it look to live there? How does it, you know, just, yeah. So, so it just, so it just it amplifies like, this more. It looks like and, Christ. That's, yeah. the, that's the end. It oh, looks well, like Christ. Y- y- yes, y- and y- I know that's the y- personal yeah. yeah, but again, back to what we were talking about a few lessons earlier. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I'm... I, I, for me, and you know, this may not be appropriate here. You you decide. I'm, I thank you for letting me participate. But just like, how do we live this out? It's like all this. It's like great to understand, but mm-hmm. living it out is a whole different story, right? Yes and no. It it's an addition to the it story. is an addition. Yeah. It yes, is, yes, addition to the story. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, that's a much mm-hmm. better way of saying it. I yeah. know what you meant. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> and I'm glad you clarified that, for, especially for everyone's <laughs> listening. But even for me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is saying. So I'll say it in this, right? 1 Corinthians 12, right? For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all, or and have all been made to drink into one spirit. And of course, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, which, as we were just discussing, that's how Christ lived out his life. He was just in tune with the Holy Spirit. There was nothing, and I'll say, there was nothing preventing Christ from clearly and accurately hearing what the Holy Spirit, so from the mouth of the Father, was saying to him. And we can have that. Mm. We too can have that. How do you think Christ got it? He buffeted his flesh. He chose to be pleasing to the Father over his own desires. Whatever that looked like. And by looked like, I mean, Scripture also tells us that he learned obedience through his suffering. So it wasn't that he didn't have trials or he wasn't, I'll say, tempted or whatever the case is. And, and even tempting is, is kind of a, you know, um, I'll say a fine line. 
Because if, if you really have no desire except to be pleasing to the Father, can you truly be tempted by anything? No. No. The, right? If I have no desire for, I don't know, say chocolate cake, right? If you present me a chocolate cake, am I tempted to eat it? No. No. Good. I'll take your slice. <laughs> and you can have it, brother. All right, but just just something that like, right, like you say. How do we live this out? What does it look like? All right, so let's, yeah. let's use I'll, an I'll example. Split it with you, Kamisha. <laughs> I, I like chocolate cake. Yeah, she does. Just yes, not the whole thing at the same time. I'll eat it, but just slowly. <laughs> <laughs> right, but there's a. This is what it looks like. So, uh, was Christ even truly tempted? No, he was no. tried. Though he was tried. Yes. Well, and I'll say this. The Bible says he was tested in all points, like but without we, sin. but without sin. Mm-hmm. When Satan, when, okay, after he fasted and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness and he had fasted and was weakened physically, then the enemy, the tempter came to tempt him. And everything that the enemy tempted him with was something, in fact, that Christ desired. Because if you read through the scriptures, it says, glorify me, Father, again, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Mm-hmm. So restore me to my place. So that's some, a desire that Jesus had. He wanted to be restored back to where he was. He did not want to stay or be lost or be perpetually in the meat suit. He wanted to be back with the Father the way he was and have the same glory that he had before the world was. Um, and I'll, be, I'll look that scripture up. Well, and that goes, also goes to 1 Corinthians 15, right? Um, talking about the glorious body. Someone will say, how were the dead raised up? And with what body did they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body. Oh, sorry. You do not sow that body shall be, but mere grain. Perhaps wheat or some other type of grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh. Of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, another one from one differs from another and in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And then it goes over what we were already discussing in in the previous chapter mm-hmm. about um, the difference between Adam, the first man, mm-hmm. and Jesus being the last Adam. Mm-hmm. And I want to read John chapter 17, just talking about how Jesus was, in fact, mm-hmm. tempted, but was without sin. John 17 Verse one uh, says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also may glorify you. And I'm sorry, verse two, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. So when the tempter came to tempt Jesus 
and and I said, turn if if you're the son of God, do this. If 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 you bow down and worship me, I'll give you the glory of these kingdoms. He was talking about something that Jesus desired. However, everything in Jesus, whatever desires that he had, the promises of God that he was believing, always had to stay subjected subjected and under the authority of the will of father God. Mm-hmm. He could not go, well, I want this. So I'm going to take it now. Or I don't want that part of what you're saying, God. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to find my own course. That was the whole scene in him taking back that authority in the garden and doing right. What Adam had done wrong when he was faced with options of what his flesh was crying out to try to avoid or want to do a different plan. He said, Lord, father, I know that you could cause this cup to pass for me. I know it. And he spoke with the Lord twice and he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter what I think. And I see other options There could be other ways or this hurts me. My flesh is crying out to the point that it is sweating blood in effort to save itself. I don't care. What you said is what I care about, Lord, and I'm going to adhere and stick to your will no matter what. So Jesus was, in fact, tempted. Otherwise, it wouldn't be such a victory if it was just, oh, I'm God. I, I'm not a human as well. It, didn't, it doesn't have the same victory, which is why Jesus came into a flesh, blood and bone body to suffer and die for us versus being his deity. Mm-hmm. Because D- Jesus didn't just begin to exist when he was placed in Mary's womb by the Holy Spirit. He's God. He is eternal, just as eternal as Amen. Father and Holy Spirit. He was in the beginning, as John chapter 1 tells us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That is the Lord Jesus. So he always existed, yet and still he didn't get on the cross in his form as a deity, but came in the form of a man who would be subject to those things and still overcame and endured and was the lamb without spot blame or wrinkle or blemish yes well i think that the key to that is that um well first off he clearly was and the word tells us he was fully human and fully god that's right absolutely he was not less human and he wasn't superhuman exactly so he didn't have special powers per se as a human to overcome temptation but i think as i said like how do we live this out Mm -hmm. right he lived it out his example was he sowed to the flesh 24 7 365 i mean so to the spirit 24 7 365 <laughs> never That's to different. never to the flesh exactly right he's always so he's always in constant communication people say prayer but it's like that you know i i so desire that it's that it's 24 7 365 it's not in me i wish it was but that's that's how you do it you have to feed the spirit more than the flesh you Absolutely. do that by being in communication with christ and the father through the holy spirit and Amen. um you know so I think that's it. And then the, the other part of it I think that's so important is what we hopefully demonstrate here is that we walk this out by being in fellowship and communion with each other, with, with the body, so that when we're struggling, we have somebody to come alongside with us. When we, we're people that we're totally transparent with that when they, when they may see our temptation to sin in our own eyes or in our own words, that they can quickly correct us. Mm-hmm. And surrounding ourselves with people like that, and so, just want to remind the listeners that you know, once again, I I, I just want to be that voice for you too, because I appreciate both of you so much in what you're trying to do with this ministry. But 
we want you to be involved that are listening. So please Amen. visit the website at adayofprayer.org or send us an email at adayofprayer@yahoo.com. And if you're ever going to be in southeastern Virginia and you want to meet with us, join us. We'd love to fellowship with you in person. We appreciate you, and we just want you to know that that's available for you. And if we aren't demonstrating it well, if we're not living it out well, if we're in error, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have concerns, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Dean. You, you, are we all at time, honey? We are. We're definitely past the time that we okay. wanted to go. Okay. Um, I'll pick it up next time. Okay. I, I do want to leave a, one thought, right? Because, Dean, you brought this How do we live this out? Christ, Jesus, buffeted his flesh, as Paul describes Paul says, I buffet my flesh daily. And you brought up Jesus so to the Spirit 24-7. And I would encourage the listeners to go and check out Isaiah 58 um, from verse 6 on, where he's talking about, is this not the fast I would choose? And also Isaiah 61, where he talks, and the Lord used the first few verses there to define his earthly ministry. You will find they are identical. Why? It wasn't about just going on periods of withholding or buffeting the flesh. It was about living a fasted life. Anything that would potentially get in the way or hinder our Lord from hearing the Father through his Holy Spirit was put away, was done away with so that nothing could get in the way of him clearly and accurately hearing the voice of his father. Mm-hmm. And then not just to hear, but to be a doer also. And therein lies the pattern. And it is also how we live this out. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the example and the pattern for all of us. So I just want to leave people with that. You can go look that up in your own time. I'm sure we'll discuss it a little more in depth in future episodes, but, um, I think it's a as a good place to start, if you will, in your identifying with Christ and and applying this to to our everyday life. Mm-hmm. I guess end stop for the for the afternoon <laughs> for the for the podcast. All right. All right. Well, can I get a, a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. Promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for coming into our midst and staying there. Just. Teaching us what you want to teach us and just making it where death death can't conquer over you. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.